0: Upset because I woke up to a bunch of snow on the ground, mad about it. Oh, sucks. Welcome to
1: Michigan, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of, we have two special guests today. Yes. We have Lisa Moore back again. Welcome back. back. Can't get enough. Third time's the charm. (laughs) And then we also have Maddie Moore with us today. Hello. Welcome. So we are going to talk today about. Sex trafficking, predators, just all the stuff that comes along with it, the vulnerability of it, the uh, precautions needed to be taken. Um, yeah, just all the scary things that uh, go on all around the world, sadly. Pretty much. Um, there are some, Maddie's going to tell us some of her stories. I'm going to talk to you again. Um, if you guys listen to Dear Bullies, you heard me talk about how my daughter has been bullied for two years by a crazy little thirteen-year-old. It has not stopped. There's still stupid crap going on with that. But in recent events, she was probably about five seconds away from being sex trafficked or at least kidnapped. Um, so it really put it into perspective for me. Obviously, me and Kay do this, we research it, we read about it. But you don't really know the scare until it's right in front of you.
0: Yes. Um, Scary stuff, because it's real, especially. Um, But, yeah, before we get started, um, I know typically we drink wine, but it's a little early today, so we're being responsible, just um, sipping on some coffee. (laughs) Everybody's got their Starbucks. (laughs) Yes.
1: So, okay, well, I guess I'll start off, and I'll tell you what happened with my daughter. Mm -hmm. So, it started about two weekends ago, maybe three. Mm -hmm. Um, She wanted a girlfriend to stay the night. Now, she had met this girl at a school function. So, you think meeting them at a school football game, school surrounding, kids your age, pretty safe. Um, She befriended this girl, same age as her. However, she went to a different school. Um, They exchanged snap names because you don't text no more and everything is Snapchat. So they were snapping back and forth. The girl was supposed to go to this haunted house. She never showed. about the tickets. Kind of pissed. I want my $40. Um, Red flag number one. <laughs> yeah. Never got the money. Um, the following weekend, they wanted to do a hangout at my house. I never met the people, so I said, okay, let's do it at my house. Me and my daughter went to the mall. We, she snapped the girl and said, hey, can I get your address? My mom will come pick you up now. Gave her an address a few minutes later text back nope dad's gonna bring me don't worry about it okay so fast forward to about four o'clock five o'clock crystal shows up um when i tell you that we ordered a pizza and it got delivered and we ate it we watched all of poltergeist three we did all the things and this girl the whole time was saying she was on her way she said
0: we were like, does this girl live in another country? Like, how long does it take to get here? About two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. On my
1: way. Then she starts asking Charlotte, are you close with your mom? Which I thought was kind of weird. Charlotte's like, well, no. Pe- people ask that. I'm like, mm, Not mm-hmm. when they're like, I don't know. It was weird to me. Then she said, oh, so your mom's not going to hang out with us. <coughs> Which, again, I thought was another weird thing. But okay, whatever. <coughs> Now, me and Crystal were doing some other things. Charlotte comes in and says, by this time, it's about 9.30 at night. Yeah, almost 10. They said they were in a white Dodge. We're looking outside. We don't see them. Charlotte's outside looking. Me and Kay are watching to make sure my daughter's safe because it's dark and she's standing by the street. Nothing. She comes back again about a half an hour later and says, they want us to meet at Meyer.
0: Yeah, at that point, it was like 11 p.m yeah and it was like the girl had been saying she was on her way for like four and a half hours and the dad never tried to call you the girl charlotte was trying to call the girl and she wasn't answering her phone but she's like i'm on your street but like no your street's not that long and there was no car it was just really sketchy
1: yeah and then they said that they didn't have gps now the girl has an iphone 11 and as far as i know most iphones have a gps yeah yeah Um, they did, she said, my dad doesn't have it in their car. I asked repeatedly for the dad's phone number. Oh, he's going to text you. He never did. Then it was, can you meet us at the liquor store? No, I'm not taking my 12 year old at night by myself to meet at a liquor store. If you can't come to my house, this tells me something's wrong. So I said, abort, abort, sleepover canceled. We're done. Call it off, whatever. So the girl's like, I'm sorry. You know, she Charlotte asked her. If she knew where Fort Street was or Fort, and they're like, yeah, 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 we were on that street. Well, that was another sign. That's around the block. So how can you find that street but not my street? Like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is just sketchy. Um, I had to go to work the next day. My daughter wanted to retry again the next day. I said, no, um, I am not having these people over when I'm not home and you're here by yourself. Now, the scary part about all this is they have our address. So that's already done. Like, they have it. Um, Fast forward to Monday. I ended up calling the police and had them come over. I talked to him about it. He said it was weird. When he called the phone number from the police phone, it went to a house in Pontiac, and it was somebody totally different. When my daughter called the exact same number, it went to a little girl voicemail. So in his mind, it's a burner phone, and they're flipping it. Like a call forwarding. So depending on who's calling, they can go back oh. and forth on what the voicemail sounds like. Um, the cops said, delete her off your social media. Well, before mm-hmm. my daughter could, they deleted her. They blocked her. They, did it, they deleted, blocked me before we could do anything. So they were on to it. Um, so we just took the precautions. We locked the doors. I had my daughter delete Instagram, delete, block her from anything. Um, we did get another call later that night with a different name sent it to the cop and again he was just like just block it so that's what we did because when I answered it it, they thought it was her and then when I said who is this they're like well who is this I was like well no you tell me who you are oh 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 I got the wrong number and hung up
0: like they Mm -hmm. wouldn't say who they were like they panicked when they didn't realize it was Charlotte yes when they didn't realize it was your daughter
1: yes so um, okay so now we're up to Wednesday now here's where I needed the Strangle my child because she didn't speak up as it was happening. But um she got another message on Instagram um from them again, asking questions if we were still talking to the cops. Tell them I'm safe. I'm not kidnapped. It's okay. Again, in my mind, if it was a misunderstanding, why didn't that mom or dad call me and say, "Oh my God!" Totally embarrassed, but it is not what it looks like. My husband's just an idiot. You know, like. Anything. I still have gotten nothing. Um, they kept asking her, you know, to just keep it a secret and use a sunset instead of her, their face. They wouldn't send any pictures. So then she got a call and it said, um, we know your address. And then hung up on her. know, it was a grown man. So now I went into panic mode. My husband's out of town. I called him and called the police. Again, they're saying that it was just suspicious. Nothing they can do, which... Well, the time it's something, it's going to be too late. So, what do I do? Like, but it is very scary. So now I have to have her delete like all her socials. I have to delete. She went through her phone book unless it's somebody in a super small circle of I know a hundred percent. She next sits next to me in math class and we talk and laugh. And she can't be in your phone book. She can't be on your media. She can't be. Um, so, I don't know. It's I'm still, every time I leave or go to bed, I'm checking my locks twice. I'm um, I, My husband's home, we're locked and loaded. So, I mean, it's safer, but I don't have my gun license and I don't go to the gun range. So, I'm not comfortable picking it up. So, it's useless to me.
0: Not only that, I can't
1: even cock it. It's so heavy. But I am going to eventually get my own. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's been pretty scary. Yeah. It's... And she's that age. She's
1: 13.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy that she met this girl at a game and that's the last thing you would expect to happen. Well, You're just like studies. meeting a girl your age to like yeah. hang out with. Yeah.
1: So the girl is real. It's just a matter yeah. of how they're using her. Is she a pawn? Is she
0: th- their own kid? You know, they do that. They use their own kids. Yeah, so. she could be, it could be her family. Like it, it, That is the weirdest part to me is that Neither of her parents would call you and be like, Oh, I'm so sorry for the mix up, don't worry, everything's fine. Like not like no communication at all. That's like this one of the sketchiest parts. And
1: to meet you at Meyer, this Meyer in my city and the one in what like I read online are very sketchy my like they're known to have weird people up there. So it's to the point where I don't even want to take my daughter to Meyer, especially at night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's that's pretty scary.
2: Who was the who was the the girl with at the game? Herself. She was there by herself. And so Charlotte, or it might have
1: been another friend from the other school, but it, there was no adult
2: with her. Okay, so they were just a group of friends and who met another group of your friends. daughter just seen.
1: Yeah, and that's the scary part because like it was her age. She seen the girl in person, you know, and she talked to her. She would send her. Um, messages um with some story about how her niece was burned in the bathtub and she was crying to my daughter my daughter was consoling her telling her will be okay oh my god i'm so sorry i don't even know if any of that was real or if it was just they do that to earn your trust to you know Mm -hmm. I i don't know
0: yeah like it reminds me of like the um, Harvey Weinstein thing, like how they had young girls like recruiting other girls, like kind of like bringing them Epstein. in. Be- yes, yeah, not Weinstein. Um, <laughs> Bringing them in and like gaining their trust to be like, oh, we'll come do this. Like, I don't know, it's just weird. But What's the grooming process? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So I've seen
2: Anne Weinstein. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, <laughs> worked for both them. Yeah, they were both in the same kind of. Yeah, twisted um, grooming, um,
1: manipulation. Shiny things in front of you. Yes,
2: yes. Using their power to manipulate and intimidate. Mm
1: -hmm. And you'll see some of the stuff in here. They even use modeling ads. Come be a model. Come be a movie star. Come be, I can make you this. I can make you that. Some of the stuff that I found, it says, what you need to know about human trafficking. Now, I did Florida and I did Michigan because... Um, I have family that is from Florida, and then also Michigan as well. So those are the two that I picked. Obviously, I don't want people to think it's not everywhere because it is everywhere. Those are just the two examples that we pulled up. Mm-hmm. The Michigan State Police, they have a Facebook page, and Amy Bellinger, I guess she was the one posting, um, she said with Flint, it's ranked right number 10. Um, human trafficking across the country. Um, the whole state is number ten, but we're number two in the nation for victim recovery. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent with that. If that just means
0: I guess peop- maybe how many people come home. Yeah, you're gonna see two
1: on different pages, they have a little bit of different
0: the statistics of yeah. it. Yeah. The
1: mm-hmm. most common age of victims is between thirteen and sixteen. Um, 20% of them can be male, but she believes that number could also be higher for the male. Um, But the younger the victims, the more money they're worth. She said that the amount of major highways running through Michigan, um, its proximity that surrounds Canada, it makes it way more easier to transport victims from one place to another.
0: That's the scary part because, like, once they're out of the country, it just makes it, like, a hundred times harder to like find that person. It is,
2: and out of the country, and then you know anything to do with water surrounding as well. It's just, I just feel like the vulnerability just goes up tremendously. Exactly. As far yeah, throw as, yeah, go on a boat and take off. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. You know, anywhere, anywhere around water.
1: So it can happen anywhere. It is happening in every country. It happens in every you know city, uh, every state this um the common misception of trafficking involves children from other countries she said the majority of the victims are homegrown in 40 percent of cases they're traded by their own family members
2: yeah that's that's the, the scary thing too is that it happens in some of the places that you would not even think would happen you know you don't it doesn't have a face it's 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 um any kind of I guess Um, it doesn't matter what kind of, um, where you grew up or what kind of, um,
0: like demographic, demographic, right.
2: Any kind of area could happen anywhere. Um, I just stated just around water is more, you know, you just got to be more cautious, but it could happen anywhere.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the scary part. And with family members.
1: And that's what makes me with this girl, like, is it her own dad pushing her to do this? bring friends over bring friends home find some friends
2: exactly or an uncle or you know you don't know i mean you don't know if it's or her grandfather yeah so when they say family members that's perfect example right
1: um genesee county which is like the flint area um they have the youngest victim to was four months old um and the infant was traded by its own parents
0: That's so sick.
1: Um, While many focus on kidnapping related to human trafficking, only 3% of victims are forced into the trade, and most victims are tricked. Uh, Traffickers, pimps, they use social media, but they build real relationships with their victims online. Children are groomed for long periods of time to believe that they are in a relationship, they're loved by the trafficker, they're asked to meet up or run away by their abuser eventually. Which, that's what that girl could have been doing. Tell Charlotte a sad story, earn her trust, earn
0: her compassion, make her feel bad. It also makes me think, like, you know, they try to, like, prey on people who, um, you know, maybe don't have as close of relationships with their families. That's why it's weird that she was like, oh, are you close with your mom? Like, will she even be there? I thought that, or were they
1: trying to test the water if I was home?
0: Oh, to see if she was home. If they would have said
1: no, she went out with her friend, or... Like, what if me and you went to pick up the pizza? Right. That, I was thinking about that and it scared the crap out of me because I was like, what if she would have texted and said, hey, my mom and her friend went to get the pizza, but I'm here. Just get dropped off. That could have been the window where they could have... That
0: was like, that would have been their green flag to like, okay, let's yeah. let's go now. Yeah. Well, being being a mom and having
2: my 21-year-old daughter here next to me, I have to say, I don't think I would ever think mm-hmm. that one of your friends would say... Are you close to your mom without coming over and experiencing it and saying, Oh, my, your mom and you know, you, you two are very close. That's not something that a teenager that, that young would like say. asks right off. Yeah.
1: I could see if it was different. like if like mm-hmm. they were in their classroom and you meet a new friend and mm-hmm. you're just talking and like, Oh, me and my mom went to Hollister and then we went to Applebee's after, to where a f- person can say, Oh, are you and your mom close? I get that. But when they're already on their way, and it's just a random question, to me, the setting was off. Yes, I, yeah. absolutely. It wasn't just, they were on their phone yeah. and talking, and Charlotte told the story, and... Like, there
0: was no context leading up to it. It was just, like, out of the blue. Oh, so she's not going to hang out with us. Right. Yeah.
2: Until you experience it, until you're in the environment, until you see the relationship, that's not something that a a teenager or, um, you know, preteen would... would think to ask yeah
1: yeah so to me that was kind of the beginning of the sketchy night yeah yeah. but charlotte doesn't think that way she's like oh well my other friend i'm like yeah your other friend's been coming here since fourth grade she knows like she doesn't have to ask she knows yeah right Right. so another tactic used by pimps is to trick young teens by using marketing campaigns they claim to be from modeling agents offering security health insurance Another Genesee County case, investigators said that um, a search warrant found several posters of advertising modeling agencies in the house. Um, The posters had photos of beautiful young women, including the victim. So there's so many ways they can go about this. And they're so like a well-oiled machine. They get this so smooth. Um, I do have a phone number here. That if you believe that you're a victim of human trafficking or suspect an adult or a victim of any kind, um, you can call one 373 7888 And that's um,
0: just a hotline for any kind of trafficking. Um, yeah, so there's this website called Love 146, um, and they just kind of posted some facts um, about child trafficking. So just to kind of to go over those. Um, at any given moment, an estimated 40.3 million people are being victimized in situations of trafficking and expl- exploitation. So that includes forced marriage also. And worldwide, um, 25% of these are children, which is so ugh, just so sad to think about. Human trafficking is any situation of exploitation that a person cannot refuse or leave because of threats, violence, coercion, deception, and or abuse of power. In the case of child sex trafficking, force, fraud, or coercion, uh, they do not need to be present, and the crime is simply just the exchange of any sex act with, um, you know, a child for anything of value. And traffickers exploit vulnerabilities, and being a child is, you know, um, just inherently a vulnerability. So under U.S., federal law, all children involved in commercial sex are victims of human trafficking. And sadly, only about half of U.S. states have laws that protect sexually exploited children from being processed um, or prosecuted for prostitution. Which is so crazy to me that it's only half of the U.S. states that have these laws of protection. I, that's crazy to me. I feel like it should be every single state. Um, but yeah, you'll often hear about trafficking hotspots. and. The truth is that trafficking occurs wherever there are people, kind of like, you know, what Lisa was just saying too, Um, it can happen anywhere. Spikes um, in reported trafficking may also be influenced by an increased focus in that region on the research, training, or just an awareness campaign promoting the national hotline. And sex trafficking is not just a women and girls issue. About 15% of those in our U.S. survivors' care have been boys and non-binary youth. Um, Yeah, and I think you said, like, 20% overall reported has been boys, too. Yeah. Now, children from culturally and linguistically diverse communities are more than two times as likely to experience sex trafficking as children who um, are identified as white. And traffickers can look like anyone. You know, they don't really fit one stereotype. Um, Love 146 has connected with situations of trafficking in which exploiters have been family members, peers, romantic partners, educators, employers, community leaders, and clergy. Um, so, it, sadly, but true, it, it really can just be anybody. And you really can't expect... Um, you know, just for it to fit one stereotype of a person. Sometimes youth continue uh, going to school, living at home and participating in extracurricular activities, um, even when they are being trafficked. So they seem like they're doing fine. That also reminds me of your story too. That girl was just at a football game, you know, like they may seem like they're living a normal life, but behind closed doors, like you never know
1: and a school football game where you're going to find a lot of teenagers at exactly yeah so it's i mean it sucks that it's a smart idea it shouldn't be a smart idea but i mean in most parents drop their teenagers off they're at a school setting and they're fine you know right and the high school is literally what a half mile not even that for my house driving i can get there in like a minute and a half mm-hmm. so it's close you know and And then most teenagers, they drive themselves.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, often a rescue isn't the only or best way to freedom, training to recognize and respond appropriately to trafficking, as well as trauma-informed spaces to heal, help, create pathways, um, just for more victims, kind of to um, exit all the exploitation. And child trafficking is not a new phenomena. Um, human trafficking has been happening forever. In 2003, the United Nations introduced the trafficking patrol, um, introducing a universally agreed upon definition of trafficking, um, just kind of throughout all the umbrella of terms, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. Um, there's another website. And when I was researching, there are so many, if you just type in sex trafficking, You get so much. And there are so many websites that have causes and so many organizations that are trying to stop it. And you could look all day, you know, trying to. But some of the numbers um, that we found on another one. And some of the numbers, they do vary. A little difference depending on the website. But according to this one that we're on, it's just says stop trafficking. The website, I think, is the movement, I believe it's called. Uh, the movement to end sex trafficking. And some of their numbers were 40.3 million people are enslaved worldwide with hundreds of thousands in the U.S. A one-year-old was their youngest victim that they met. Um, It said 1% of victims survive trafficking. That means 99% do not survive or ever return home, which if Michigan was number two for... Um, recovery. I feel like the number would be a little higher. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're basing this on. And then it says 80% of survivors do not receive any help or resources for the recovery and healing. So it sounds like there is recovery, so I'm not sure what the 1% is that they put in there. But I just wanted to read some numbers so you guys could get an idea of I feel like a baseline
0: of kind of
1: some statistics. Yeah, but like it's it's everywhere and hopefully we can find a way to end it. Stop it. Make it harder something. I don't know how with social media getting bigger. Yeah, it just makes it that much easier. easier. Yeah. Which sucks because Snapchat they said is the number one most dangerous social media for it. However, you know, you talk to my daughter and I tell her, you know, maybe we should get rid of it and it's like I'm taking her world away. Nobody texts anymore, Mom. It's all through Snapchat. Like, normal texting is, like, 40 and above, I guess. I don't know. Like, not to put you in that category. Because I know <laughs> like, you text. I text, but... <laughs> but. um, everything is through Snap. Like, she's like, I'll lose so many of my friends. Like, they can't text you. But it's the filters. The filters is to draw, the cute little, you know, whatever you can do to your texts. I get it. It's just. So hard. Waiting seeing teenagers is hard. <laughs> um, but there are three different types of human trafficking. There's sex trafficking, which is the most recognized for human trafficking. It's when the victims are manipulated or forced against their will to engage in sex acts for money. Sex traffickers may use violence, threats, manipulation to lure the victims. Um, and then there is forced labor. Which is where the victims are made to work for little or no pay, no pay. Um, it is very real. It happens everywhere, including the United States. It can happen to both adults and children. Um, they're just basically trapped to work and uh, usually hard labor, and they get nothing out of it. And then there's one called domestic servitude. Um, That's where the victims of domestic servitude is where it's the most difficult to spot. Um, They're hidden in plain sight as they are forced to work in homes across the United States. They are prisoners working as nannies. Blink twice if you need help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maids, domestic help, traff traffickers sometimes take victims. They take their identification papers, travel documents. They limit their freedom. It doesn't mean every nanny or maid you meet is a victim, but it does mean you should be more observant and vigilant towards domestic workers. Um, in 2019, Florida had 896 human trafficking cases reported. The number of reports have grown significantly each year. Um, as seemingly bad thing to do, um, or bad things have increased in reports. It also means that the more cases being reported. Human trafficking crimes often go unreported with an increase in education and awareness of resources. We are able to help victims come forward and find the support they need. The trafficking hotline has made new methods of reaching out um, available, including texting. And then also in 2019, the number of identified trafficking situations came from a text Increased of 33% compared to 7% of growth previous in the minor year. So 33 to 7, that's a pretty big spot. yeah. Um, in 2019, 42% of minor victims and survivors used texting to contact the hotline. So if you don't want to call, um, you can text the hotline for help. Um, where is sex trafficking most common? Pakistan, Thailand, China, India, and bangladesh They are the top 10 countries with the largest number of trafficking victims around the world. India is at the top of the list with 14 million victims. China has 3.2 and Pakistan comes at a third with 2.1. The number two state in trafficking was California. Um, Again, the hotline received 1,080 calls relating to human trafficking. And also Texas was close, right behind California. Uh, The number one cities, top cities, were Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, and Orlando, Florida. Florida had the third highest rate of human trafficking um, reported across the country in 2019. Like I said, 896 cases. Since 2007, Florida had 4,600 reported cases of human trafficking, leading to law enforcement and more than 12,400 victims across the state. So those are some pretty scary numbers. Yeah.
0: And it's just everywhere. And it's everywhere. And the numbers could be higher than that, like, which is sad because, you know, so many probably go unreported also. So
1: we just uh, urge you to speak up, ask for help, find a way, call the number, Mm -hmm.
0: text it. Better be safe than sorry, even if you're not sure, just to, you know, make sure.
2: I think that's what it boils down to is back in my day, it was basically roller rinks or the mall um, that we really had to be cautious on because it seemed like that's where the predators went. And nowadays
1: it's so different. And our parents are so quick just to drop us off and say, "Okay, be at the door at 10 a.m. or at 10 p.m. when we pick you up."
2: Right, exactly, and I think it boils down to no matter what age or where you come from, it's your intuition. If you wherever you're at, to really check in with how you're feeling, and if you feel something's off, then it probably is. Um, you know, just make sure that you're you, if you can't reach out as far as texting or calling right away then just try your best to tell someone or remove yourself from that situation.
1: I have a secret code with my daughter that nobody knows but me and her. She has a question to ask, and it's such a stupid question. that it's like, why would she even ask that? That I know something's up, and then I can respond into a way. Same thing with Crystal. Um, We have one for me and her. If she decides to go on a, a date with a guy or she's out with her friends, and she texts me this saying... I know something's wrong, with Crystal. <laughs> Where are you at? I'm on my way. Like mm-hmm. that's it.
2: So that's what that's what my daughter Maddie and I have is that I I started texting her all good or you you okay and I thought to myself
3: anybody can respond anybody to that. can respond <laughs> right. to that you yeah know?
2: so I started thinking we need to come up with a code and you know maybe a symbol uh, an, an emoji, emoji that. That communicates, you know, back to that you are okay. So yeah, we've done pretty good a couple times. um, She didn't respond the way that I that I I needed to uh, to get. So I put that question mark, and then she responded accordingly. (laughs) Okay, I get what we're doing here. So um, so yeah, I think that's smart, and everybody needs to have that. I mean, maybe one or two um, emergency text partners that you can reach out to. Just in case if one's not available, the other one could respond.
1: So, yeah, Yeah, good idea. I'll even check and I'm like, hey, so, um," and she's like, yep, all good. You know, or she'll respond to a way that I, I know. Mm -hmm. It's like, I got my ball back, girl. Let me know. (laughs) Um, But it's not just trafficking. It's drugs. It's so many young girls um, in their 20s. You know, where do you go to meet a guy or find you want to hang out with your friends it's bars it's you know walking strips i don't know fancy cities whatever you whatever you young peeps do these days um so madison is going to fill us in a little bit on that side of the world
3: yeah so um i moved down to florida full-time when i was 17 um but obviously i was seasonal back and forth ever since i was a kid so i was very affiliated very affiliated with the area and growing up there um you know you know the ins and outs you know the hot spots you know where everyone goes and the bar scene was way different there than it is here um to get into i would say 90 percent of establishments that sold alcohol you only had to be 18 to get in and with our generation and how tight-knit our town was, it's like, oh, if you know someone, the chances of you getting banded and being able to drink was high. So a lot of my friends started partying when we were in high school, and I was always on the, like, what would you say, like the younger end of the spectrum? Like, I was a young 18. I was a young 19. Like, I didn't you know go out as much as my friends did but i would say when i hit college and i got that taste of freedom and i'm on my own and i'm not on a schedule monday through friday You're 18. I, yeah, yeah i took off and i was like oh i like this like i liked going out i really liked the party scene and i was in greek life i was in a sorority i had those connections and a lot of the people that worked at the bar. I mean, I'm talking I knew the security, I knew all the bartenders, I knew the bathroom attendants. I knew the in and out of where I was going. And um it was fun. I liked it. I loved it. And um I would say the first time I ever got like a little mm, like a scare, I can't remember if I was I was it was either um just at the end of high school or the beginning of college. I was driving to Coconut Point Mall, which was Five ten 10 minutes, if that, from our house in Florida. And um, I know I knew that I was being fouled in the car. And um, our malls here are so different. Like in, in Michigan, it's you know obviously one big building and you're walking store to store, everything there is outside. So it's, you drive to whatever store that you want, park, get out, go. And I don't even remember where I was going specifically, but I was at this mall and everywhere that I turned, I was being fouled and i was like yep no like i just knew and there were cases reported like even in the area through over time like you know girls especially in sorority would send us like just little snippets of stuff like oh if you you know you walk out of target and it's late be careful because there was you know suspicious activity where you know people would put zip ties on girls rearview mirrors and that was like supposed to be a symbol like this car is like a, like a target for people. Like, you know, when this person comes back to the car with a zip tie, this is how we're going to get her. And that's how everyone knew like this was kind of like their main point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were cautious, you were aware, everyone had pepper spray on them. Everyone knew there was even, um, a student living facility. So it was like, uh, more apartment living than it was dorms but it was only for college students that um some like a girl was abducted like they tried to take her thank god she was able to like get out of their grip but it was scary and that was probably like the first college experience that everyone like really got shooken up you know because it is such a tight-knit community i always expressed it as even though not everyone is from that area a lot of people that go to school in southwest florida do end up at Florida Gulf Coast University, which is where I go, and um, everyone knows everyone. It's a bigger version of high school. I mean, it's it's a small school. It's a small campus. We don't even have a football team. It's tight-knit, you know, and so when, oh yeah, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Everyone knew, um, but I would say my first, like, real scare was this past May. Um, I Everything that night had worked out, perfect for the situation that ended up occurring. I had plans to go out. Um, I had a friend pick me up. She drove. We went to a local bar and this bar I've been at many, many times. I hadn't gone in probably about a year to this specific place. Um, I was with one other girl and then we were meeting a couple there, a girl and a guy who are still to this day very close friends of mine. So it was mostly the four of us and um, the couple that I was with the guy, is a videographer and photographer? So he was hired to, you know, shoot the bar scene that night. You know, they they um, pay him for content, and so he would get drinks, and, you know, set his stuff over with us. Like, hey, watch it! I gotta walk around. I gotta take these shots, stuff like that, and. Um, so I mean I knew the people at the door I knew the bartender very very well he was in a fraternity I was in a sorority and it was just like when you're when you're out like that you build that status for yourself and so people know you you, you know your name is well known and I just kind of always felt like you know you don't think that it's ever going to happen to you until it does especially and,
2: knowing everyone right and that's the thing like security because you know everyone yeah
3: like it, it was just never really a concern of mine I guess and I guess that's not the best, you know, mindset to have, but that it just wasn't easier to let your guard A 100% when right. you know where your drinks are coming from. When I would hang out with these people outside of the bar, you know what I mean? It wasn't just, right. it, like, it was comfortable, your trust up right? With them. 100%. Yeah. And I've known them for years, so um. Yeah, everything was fine and I started drinking pretty heavy and there was a guy and, and, and to top it all off, the night that we had ended up going into this bar it was Latin night, so the clientele that was coming in was not college students. So this was kind of our first time too. We were like, "Oh, we don't we don't know everyone. Like this is this is different." So, um, yeah, we were sitting there and we started drinking and I had a little bit of a buzz, but nothing that I couldn't handle and a guy had come up and was like, hey, like, we have a table up in VIP. Do you guys want to go? Now, when I tell you I've been to this bar a million times, this kind of stuff did not impress me. It was like, I could walk up there and they're like, hey, Medi, Like, you know, it was never, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, give me in, hand, give me a No, never. And we had been sitting at the bar for maybe an hour, hour and a half, and it was just like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, we'll move. Cool. And I knew the, the girls that were doing bottle service. It was just never a concern. And we're sitting there, and I was pretty drunk, and um, any mixer, any bottle you could think of was on this guy's table. So it was like plenty, plenty of alcohol, no need to move, you know, we're all set right here. You're making friends with people, this and that. Next thing I knew, I, from what I was told, I had a full drink in my hand, and this guy that had offered us a seat at his table um, was like, hey, like, do you want to go to the bar and get a drink? and out of drunken stupor yeah sure let's go I go whatever had happened happened I came back 30 minutes later I was gone like gone I have no recollection of anything it's just I went black um there's many picture and video proof as to how my body reacted to it but I do remember um I had looked at the girl that I was with and I was like we need to go like I don't feel good we need to leave and you know this might be a little TMI but for how much that I have gone out I can go to the bathroom do what I have to do and I'm ready to go um for my size I think I shouldn't probably drink as much as I do but I can throw back like it's whatever I don't know maybe that's just the college in me but we come from a long line of alcoholics so
0: you know it's in our blood (laughs) but
3: uh it's yeah, she, I, I went to the bar and I was like, Hey, I need to close my tab and they're like, Maddie, you already closed it. Like you have your card. I didn't have my card. And I'm like, "Mm, okay. I'm, it was just, everything was everywhere. Uh, one of the girls that I was with and she was like, Maddie, your debit cards on the floor. I'm like, great. So it was just, I was all over the place. It was a mess. Um, she threw me over her shoulder and we were in the car and actually, um, I've been friends with this girl for a while. She knows my parents, my family very well. And it was like, okay, yeah, you're just going to stay at my house because I don't want your mom to, like, freak out. You know, uh, you know, there has been times where it's like, yeah, I drink too much. I'm staying at so-and-so's house. I've always been really open and honest with my mom specifically, where I'm at, who I'm with. She has my location. I have hers. I've never really been that kid that's like, oh, I'm going to try to get out of it or I'm going to lie or, you know, whatever. No, I was. she always knew where I was. She You know, that was never a concern. So... I think you had either texted me or called me or something. And we were on the phone, and I was a mess.
2: Intuitively, I I knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, We as mothers, you know, we we get that intuition. And I knew something. And I think it was maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. I got up to go to the bathroom. and I said, oh, no, I'm going to call her. I need to call her. And uh, she didn't respond, our code. So I called her and her girlfriend answered the phone and she said um, Maddie Maddie's fine she's fine i got her um, you know she so she's going to be okay which
3: was kind of and the normal and i think she
2: said you were getting sick I yeah can't and honestly that's a normal like and i can I just do said, my thing okay. and i'm back in it so i was okay with yeah. it i knew i knew her girlfriend had her you know so yeah so I, it was, and
3: it, it, but I knew was That's not the was first wrong. time, yeah. And so she made it not even half a mile down the street. I'm like, you need to pull over now. I swung open the passenger door. Like, with every bit of strength I had left, I was holding onto the handle. My whole body was, like, just falling out of the car. There were pictures of me, like, dead flat on the, on the pavement. And I just had oh. my fingers down my throat. Like, my body was rejecting whatever drug was in my system, and I wanted it out now. And it, it just it scared me. I felt like everything was just closing in and there was like one little sliver left and it was like, okay, keep it together. You're going to be fine. But it was all mental. Like I had no control over my body. It was 100% dead weight. It, I've never been like paralyzed like that, but where my mind is like in panic mode, but I can't move. Like,
2: you know, you were like in, com- in comatose. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it
3: was bad. Um, no, it was, it was not good. So She ended up getting me back to her house, totally had to strip me down. I was filled with, it was bad. And so the next morning I woke up and for how much that I had gone out before in the past, I mean, like I said, college, I mean, I used to go out four or five nights a week. It was not unusual for me to be out um, at the scene. And I never really suffered from like a bad hangover like it wasn't like oh I don't feel good like I might be moving slow but I was right back in it. if I had to be to work at 8am I was there like that was never an issue for me um I was so sick the next day and it ended up being it was Mother's Day so we ended up uh we got up I was just a mess we went and got a coffee and she ended up driving me home and I lost it I was like You know, she was like, "Oh yeah, you like you look pretty rough." Like you know, being funny, and I was like, "Mom," and I totally got emotional. I was like, "I don't know what happened," and I was so scared. And I I I took a break from drinking for a while, Um, and for me that was a lot because down there it's so normal. It's either someone's birthday, someone kind of a celebration. Oh, it's you know Sunday, fun day. We're going out for mimosas, or you know every day of the week, Monday through Saturday is a bar night in Florida. Every bar holds a different special, a different deal. Ladies night, ladies drink free, ten dollars all you can drink, and. So it's just so normal. And with being a part of Greek life, there's always a social, there's always a formal, a mixer, something that you're entitled to go to. And drinking is involved. So it just, it's part of the lifestyle down there. And, you know, it's easy, it's very easy to get wrapped into. And I was definitely, um blinded by it for a while until you kind of are like all right I'm sick of this like there's more out there than just going out every night but you know I definitely had my my fun but um yeah that was I was scared and then come to find out um Austin my friend who I was with the the couple of the group he was taking pictures of the whole night and I was able to pinpoint who I know slipped something in my drink Wow. And he has you know 500 pictures on this you know drive and I'm like, no, that's it like I know that's it and I never said anything I never chose to do anything with it and you know maybe that's my own fault but I remember telling the story to only a selected few because honestly I was like i I didn't want it to get out I didn't want it to be a thing and not because I was embarrassed I mean yes, I was embarrassed but like. Um, it was just, yep, I dealt with it and that was it. I didn't feel like action really needed to be taken because I didn't really have the proof, but I knew for my own, this is what happened. I can live with it, be cautious and don't be stupid. Um, and I had told the story to a mutual friend and she's like, Maddie, I know him. And I'm like, really? And she's like, oh my God, yeah. And this, that, like all these great things. And I'm like, not how it played out for me at all and I didn't know him at all and um it wasn't someone that we went to school with it was like an older guy it was a man you know and so it's like why are you in this environment with a bunch of college students why is this you know like normal how do you know so many of my friends and you don't go to school like it it was just odd it's weird um but There was talk that there was a little bit of a chain going on and then when I figured out who was kind of involved in that chain and how many people, you know, yeah, like so-and-so had something slipped or they don't know what happened or they have no recollection and then I think it was like the next weekend I had went out and I seen one of the guys and I... I was scared, and I was like, "Oh!" And I know him. It's like, "Hey!" But like, I just I couldn't drink. I was my body was anything that had to do with alcohol. I was like, "Nope, I don't. I don't want it." And I I can guarantee I was never the DD. I was never the one that was not drinking. Uh, Out of my group of friends, especially from high school, that I stayed so close with through college, I was always the party. I always went out. That was just me. That I was the party one of the group, and I felt like I was hitting rock bottom. And I was like, if I don't start making a change here, I'm gonna get stuck. And it, you know, it definitely, it scared me, and it took a toll. And then, like, even hearing what we said about all these statistics about different areas, especially that are surrounded by water, it, it's like being in Florida. You're on a coastline, and even those, you know, Southwest specifically is more of a residential area it does happen. And we, I travel a lot city to city, especially in Florida. So Miami, Fort Lauderdale is only a two hour drive across the coast. And so this happened in May. Well, by July, I'm over there and celebrating one of my very good friend's birthdays. And, um, we took her boat out and we're out on, you know, the shores of Miami. And yeah, I started drinking and everyone's drinking. We're having a good time. I, like I said, I, you know, the party. It's fun. I like the scene. You're meeting people left and right. I was definitely the friend that didn't hesitate to jump off the boat to get on the back of some guy's jet ski, and I don't know where I'm going. It, like, you know, my mom said it is an intuitional thing. Did, is that the smartest idea? Absolutely not. Did I do it? Yeah, I did. And, you know, you don't know. You're taking that risk. It is scare, scary, but I don't, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't know really how put words on it but you know thank god I've never been in like a sex trafficking position but it is out there and it's like especially over there you know being so close to other countries it's like you don't know if you're gonna wake up with an IV on your arm on the way to Cuba you don't know where you're going so um yeah but it, it, it was scary I, I I none of my close friends really I think have experienced that when they heard that I had gone through it it wasn't as much of a shock just because I'm in that scene a lot, but it's like, you never think it's going to happen to you until it does. And thank God, you know, I was never really one that, that dabbled in drugs. You know, I was always like, no, I'm good. I don't really have an interest in it. I was always more of a drinker and, um, you think, you know, drugs can be laced with anything. And it's so quick that something can just be dropped in your drink and you have no idea. The taste isn't affected. The color isn't affected, but your body is. And, um, to, to feel that and to know what it's like, I, you know, don't wish that on anyone i would hope you know it's scary how crazy those numbers do spike in certain areas but it is everywhere and it does happen and it is a very real problem but um yeah no it it was it was scary it was definitely you know tweaked tweaked my views on it a little bit and um it didn't stop me from going out and stop me from drinking in the future but i feel like since then my tolerance has plummeted immensely. I cannot drink as much as I was able to prior to, um, just because I think my body gets to a certain point when I have so much alcohol that it's like, it shuts down. It's like, this isn't good anymore. You, you know, it's not fun. Um, yeah, I, I just, I get more intoxicated faster than I used to, and I just think it's because my tolerance was never the same after this past May and what we're in oh, two days away from December. Mm-hmm. So it, it was pretty recent and it was scary and that did take a toll um, on my whole viewpoint of just you know being drugged in general and knowing that it came from somebody and and I was just down my body was depleted and we I think you called the hospital. I just wanted to get tested. I wanted to know what it was that was in my system and they were like, no, we don't do that.
2: Yeah. I wanted to know how do you, if there was any kind of blood work or anything that you can, um, test to see if it's in your bloodstream because me as a mom, I wanted, when she found out who it was and there were pictures, I wanted to go to the bar. I wanted to go, I wanted to report him. I wanted to even basically quote unquote stuffed the bar the, the following, I think it was Tuesday or Thursday yeah. night. Uh, that's what they have, the Latin night. And um, I wanted to go and I wanted to report this, but I had to choose my battles. Where do I, she's 21 now. So when do I overstep that line?
1: Oh, well, your mama bear you don't have it over exactly
2: that. true and that's how I felt but at the same time I'm thinking okay and I not that this is an excuse but I had a lot going on in my life and I'm thinking do I want to open up this whole thing of um you know just lawsuit and and exposure which I am a huge advocate for people I don't want any of this to ever happen to anyone it's it's Sad enough, it happened to my daughter, but I want to prevent it. So I was just trying to take other avenues, but unfortunately, the, they didn't do that as far as blood work goes. Um, yeah, it was
3: like unless I did like a a rape kit or something, which I knew I wasn't. She had to go through the whole assaulted. process, oh. and she had to go. They, they would like police reports. You do that. No, yes. they wouldn't. Yeah, it has to be filed
2: oh, wow. within twenty four yeah. hours. You have to come in. They have to do the whole rape kit okay. and a, a whole examination and everything else. And even then, they couldn't guarantee to find mm-hmm. out if the drug was in your system.
1: Right. I wonder if you could go to like, you know, you go get a new job and you have to pee in a cup. Mm-hmm. If right. You could just lie and say I need a drug test done for a new test. job. Yeah. And then when it comes back negative for this Okay, job well now yeah. I know. It was See in and it. that's right. what I
2: thought too is that if they can trust tests for all of that, why can't they just test for this? It just yeah. make everything so much simpler. Right? As far as for right. the victim and the predator because yes, this is what it was. But unfortunately that wasn't um that wasn't the case. But she did find out, though. If I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That wasn't there a mutual friend that was known to be roofing? Yeah,
3: that it was like a chain. It Something was a chain was that was on. going
2: on at that particular bar with this particular with with a group yes, of ball, yeah. the guys that were drugging girls.
3: And that's what I mean. As sad as it is to say, I, the drug scene down there is insane. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've never dabbled in it. 90% of my friends do. And it's like, Hey, you do you, I do me. I don't care. I'm not judging. I just don't want any part of it. I don't want it in my system. I have no interest. Um, so to, to find out later on that the people that were involved, I knew very well, it was like, okay, like, I, I just turned the other cheek. It was like, I don't want to be involved. I don't care. And I just, I guess I felt that way because I knew that I wasn't going to be infected because I knew I wasn't going to be a victim of it. Had this guy have known who I was, I would not have. And I'm very confident in saying that. If they knew who I was and who I knew, I that would not have She happened. wouldn't have been the victim. I mean, she...
2: Because standard. they all know
3: I have a mouth and I'm not afraid to use it. I've proven that many, many times. Um, whether it's w- with any situation, mm-hmm. I have that's my reputation. They do know that,
1: mm-hmm. and with how much, <laughs> yeah, and with <laughs>
3: how much I do go out, you, you're not going to win. But and that's why I think too. I found like the peace in it with myself, and it wasn't. I I guess in a selfish way it wasn't like oh I don't want to say anything because I'm embarrassed I mean yes I was the pictures that were taken of me that night I was like I don't want those anywhere um even with how common snapchat is when even before I was 21 and I was going out to these bars like I said it's all who you know and I was drinking and with sorority you can't do that you cannot post anything publicly on social media that is going to affect the views of the sorority as a whole so me cheating the system I made a private story on snapchat and excluded all my sorority sisters that I felt were going to quote-unquote rat me out um well it blew up like people knew the account people knew who it was and it was like people that I didn't even know like underclassmen would come up to me like oh my god like we see your stories like add me to it I want to you know I want to I'm like I don't even know you like it got big everyone knew the name it was like a thing and like girls in my sorority really turned the cheek because they knew me I had a lot of pull in sorority I knew a lot of people and especially being from the town I knew people from high school I knew people from college it was like you know they just kind of looked the other way um for the most part but it um everything that I would post on there was something that I wasn't supposed to be doing when it came in regards to the bar. So even though these pictures were like, oh, to some people are like, haha, like, oh, you know, Maddie was messed up. No, it was way past the point that I didn't want anyone to see that. Um, it was bad. I, I just, I've never gotten that sloppy, that messy before um, being intoxicated. And I did not want that to be advertised. So with that, that was like more of my regards instead of oh, I don't want this to happen to somebody else. I mean, you know, bottom line, obviously it shouldn't be happening at all, but knowing that it is out there and that it is so common, I was like, you know, I can't, I I don't want to be involved. Yes, it happened to me, should have happened to me, no, it shouldn't happen to anyone, but it was just the fact that had they had known who I was and who I know, it would not have happened. Um, And just, you know, I went through it, I experienced it, and... It but it, just, it at the same time, I think we
2: go through things like that for a reason. A hundred percent. And subconsciously that feeling stays in your, mm-hmm. in your, in your subconscious. Yeah. And therefore, when you say that your tolerance isn't as high as it used to be, part of it is you're growing, you're maturing, you're aging. And this, the other part is that the subconscious remembers mm-hmm. what your body went through. And it's it rather you might be, like you said, Months later, you jump on a jet ski.
3: In the middle of Miami. In, and don't think In twice. Miami
2: and take off with someone. Subconsciously, you know this could happen again. Mm-hmm. You know that I could never see land again until I'm over in a different, different country. Um, but you still did it. Right. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, it's just like when we do maybe eat something that we don't resonate with, or we drink too much. We get sick and we'll say, oh my gosh, I'm never eating that again, or I'm never drinking again. But over time we tend to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what are the odds, right? So that's what worries me with in, in, in any situation, but I'm glad that you're sharing your story and explaining that, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's not exactly an age or, uh, uh um, a location mm-hmm. it does happen and it happens in unexpected places and right. just like you explained knowing people sometimes like you knew the bartenders you knew the um security guards the bathroom uh, attendants and it's just that makes us more vulnerable right. sometimes. oh
3: yeah because i'm so and your
2: social status right. everybody knows you mm-hmm. and they know and like you said if had that had they had known that who you were, they would not have picked you as the victim. Right. But that's just, that's how, it just how it played out. Now, as a mom, I feel, it's funny because even when I tell her girlfriends, one of the main things I say is don't go to the bathroom by yourself. I always say that for some reason. Now, growing up, and even with her, I always saw her independence. And I always said, oh, no, honey, you don't need a group to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom and you do your thing. You know, how some girls go to the bathroom with me, you know. I was always opposed to it. Now I'm a huge advocate because what is the first thing we do when we don't feel well? Go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh, I'm not feeling well, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Now, if you have a drug in you and it starts it starts affecting you, you're gonna go to the bathroom, you're gonna splash water on your face, you're gonna make yourself vomit, maybe, you know, trying to eliminate and that's when I feel the predator is right there, especially in a different country or um, you know, in like Miami, when she goes to Miami, um, when she goes to Chicago, New York, I'm constantly, okay, you guys just don't go to the bathroom by yeah. yourself, you know, because not every time do we go to the bathroom just to eliminate, we go because we're not feeling well, especially when we're in that environment. So that's, I don't know, it's funny when I have, when I say that and these girls are like, okay, mom. Yeah. You know, no, I get it because
1: how many times does a guy carry their drunk girlfriend out of the bar and they Right. Well, well that's what she said. So people aren't going to be like, oh, she's... She's, she's drugged. They're right. just going to be like, yeah. you know what? She had too much to drink. I'm just going to take her home. She's exactly. going to sleep yeah, it off. Exactly, that's what she said. She's yeah. going to be fine. And they're going to be like, okay, man, good luck. Have a good night. Like, right. no questions asked. And
2: before you yeah. know it, your girlfriends are sitting there at the table. Maddie went to the bathroom. She and a half up. hour later, she doesn't come back. Right. What, what do you do
3: then? Yeah, all it took was that 30 minutes I was out. And that was another thing. Like, everything that was so awful about that night it couldn't have worked out better everything down to me not even driving that night i was picked up i knew i wasn't going home i, w- I knew i was going to be okay it was just a matter of get it yeah. out get and mm-hmm. i mean you know in all reality maybe i should have gone to the hospital maybe i should have got my stomach pumped i don't know but that's how it went down and and yeah i hadn't had it have not been for that one friend who knows who you know, if i was there alone or i did drive or whatever um I could have been in a really scary situation where I woke up somewhere I did not know where I was with God knows who. So, um, but yeah, it definitely, it it put a different perspective on the whole topic just because even though I may have been, I had the target on my back that night and I could have been spotted out as being vulnerable. Like I said, I am very well known in the area. And it's like, you just don't think it's going to happen to you. It's not something that, I always thought I wasn't gonna be pinpointed for that. So somebody, even though like my confidence in that area is so high, you're still a target. You're still still being looked at, you're still being watched, you're still gonna be picked out of the crowd. And I'm talking with not even in a seven day span, we were at a different bar in a different location, a different city. And I had seen one of the guys and he knows us, he comes up and says hey, and it's like had I have told him, Hey, whoever this is, this happened to me. I have complete confidence it would have been handled. Like no, 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 not not this group, not you. You're gonna do this. You, you know you don't. It, I mean that's it's no different than throwing like your friend under the bus. No, you wouldn't do that. to, You know somebody you know. And it was just it was scary. It was it was it just put a whole different spin on things because it's not like it was just some random people at a random bar and a random, you know whatever. And you it know was, um,
2: me being me, I just have to say this is. And it's not too late to say that. It's not too late to go there and just say oh, Hey, guess not. what? Oh, because and that's
3: another thing. I like I said, I'm not afraid to use my voice if and I know, like I said, that group of people now. If I'm feeling it and I have that, hey, you know, by the way This is what I happened do know. To me. Yes. And it wouldn't be taken lightly. And I've always been someone who, I mean, I was raised to use my voice. I know how to use my voice and I'm not afraid to use my voice. Um, But in that moment in time, during that period, I was like, I would rather just deal with this for myself and get through it. Because not only was that a situation that affected me, but everything that was going on in my life, it was like, this is my sign. You need to cut back, start focusing more academically, work, everything else you need to, it was like, I felt like I was sitting at a crossroad. You're either going to keep going down this road and this is a little taste of what it may be like, or you're going to do a 180 and start getting your stuff together. So it was, it was something that I, I felt was a learning experience for me. And then, you know, if down the line I do end up having a conversation or a confrontation with those people or in regards to that specific situation, then so be it, I have no problem doing so.
2: I hope so. I hope it yeah. does happen. I hope at least with the staff and make them aware. Yeah. And that's what I would like to see. And I would be right there by your side. And if I needed to speak and be, you know, be the, the voice, then right. I would do that. And, and again, I just think that, you know, now that you've, you went through the recovery and, and we're talking about it now, I, you know, oh, that's, yeah
1: that's something that I would like to see done but well we're happy that you shared it with us yeah with anybody else that's listening because you might be helping somebody else that went through it they might have the same story it might be you Mm -hmm. know same person who knows but um I do feel like you handled it very well you took the right precautions because it could have went side raids real quick yeah you -hmm. know um and that you were with a group of people and they knew just to you knew I'm done get me out and Mm -hmm. they got you out you know so Um, and again, you have open communications with your mom, still Mm -hmm. at 21 years old, and I'm praying to God that I keep teaching my daughter at 13 the same thing with communication. Just talk to me, just talk to me. So, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, you handled it in all the right ways. Thank you. Um, I wanted to go back to, because it was quickly in the beginning. But you said how they put um, tie zip ties on. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to another podcast. I want to say it was My Favorite Murderer. I think it was those girls. Um, they were talking about one of their stories. You know, it was just afternoon grocery shopping or whatever. She got home with the kids. And the husband, I guess he's very anal about his cars anyway. But he's like, what the hell did you do to the top of the car? She's like, what are you talking about? Another thing that they do is they spray paint on the hood of your car in different colors. A woman versus kids. So they'll put a line in the back seat if there's kids in the back seat. They'll put a dash if there's um, a driver and they mark the top of the car with spray paint versus um, in color of who's in that car. So say me and Charlotte were going to Meyer, they'd put like a blue X on the driver's side and a little red X on the passenger side. That tells them a mother and a daughter just walked in the mire. Oh, interesting. On the
2: Yeah.
1: So, whoever they're working with, they can see on top mm-hmm. of the car. Yeah. Um, I also, um, I don't know if you guys have it in Florida or even here, but I'm not, around here we have it's called ne- Next Door or Neighbor. Um, it's basically, a, or here it's like even Waterford Matters. There's sites that you can post missing dogs, break-ins. It tells you everything that's going on in your neighborhood. Um, Someone just posted that they were followed, her and her one-year-old, out of the Meyer parking lot. And they followed her all the way home, Um, but she immediately knew not to pull in her driveway. Mm -hmm. She kept going, and she drove around, and eventually she called her husband and was like, Hey, I'm being followed. Please meet me in the driveway. I'm about to pull up. You know, I have our one-year-old in the back seat. So they drove around, and I don't know if eventually the car got bored and drove off, but when she pulled in, the husband was right there outside and got him safely. Mm-hmm. But if you're ever being followed, do not pull in your driveway. Mm-hmm. You just uh, most people drive to the local police station, and by that time they'll drive off. Right, yeah. I
2: would think that, and just like even with um, with with like what Madison was saying, is that we live in a, a, a tolle- college town. town, so the zip tie... Um, I can see it being, okay, this is a single teenager or a single, you know, young, young woman by herself. Um, and it's very easy, very common. That's oh, yeah. what these girls do. And
3: even us, like, I would say, what, 99% of neighborhoods in Florida is all gated community. So, I mean, there are ways to get around that. But even when I would come home, I mean, late at night, I did not hesitate to sit in the car. Like, I just didn't. I didn't have that worry. I mean, the door would be open, and you don't do that in Michigan. Like, that's not a you thing. Know. I mean, you, know you I mean? You pull in your yeah.
1: driver, even uh at night, and, uh, and you, 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 oh, i got a Facebook alert. Yeah. Now you're scrolling. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's TikTok, and you're scrolling yep. through, and you're like, oh, crap, I should go in the house. I've been sitting in my driveway mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. You know, yeah. It's yes. very, yeah It's scary. Yeah. And even now, with all the stuff with my daughter, like, I picked her up, I dropped her off last night at her friend's house, and driving home i'm like watching up and down do i see a white dodge anywhere like you're Mm -hmm. very vigilant Mm -hmm. and watching what you do now and yeah i've
3: definitely been more cautious even on my drinks i mean i looked into it a little bit and just hearing stuff on social media like there was a a college student who made like a clear colored nail polish for girls like You put it on, and you can dip it in your drink, and if it turns a certain color, you know if it's clean or not. Or they even made, like, these little black, like, elastic covers that go over that a straw can go through. You know what I mean? Like, there's ins and outs to it, I guess, Um, which very creative, you know, very, you know, protective. But um, I would definitely say my guard up is a little bit more. When I'm walking around and it's crowded, I have my hand over my drink. Or I'm going to do that bar again. I have a you know an eye out because it's just kind of like mm, okay you know I do, I mean obviously I'm looking out for myself but even to other people because it's like I know the people that were involved and God forbid that is still going on or whatever happened again I wouldn't want anyone to be affected by something like that. If I knew that I could be preventative to it, because like I said, I would have no issue. Excuse me. Now we're not doing that. Not well, here. Not
2: now. It doesn't even have to be an alcoholic drink. That's oh like yeah, that's, anything. That's even where I'm at because I pick and choose when I drink, mm-hmm. you know. But it could it could just be anything. Yeah. And that's just where we have to be cautious of. I mean, even in my my age group, I quite a few of my friends are online dating, and some of the stories that I you know hear them speak of it's it's out there and I, like we talked about earlier, it's not a an age or a gender or or a demographic um none of that plays i think i mean it plays a part but it doesn't it's not uh pinpointing as to where it's going to happen or when it's going to happen it's just uh we, we all have to be very um cautious and you know ultimately listen to our intuition and
1: yeah. i met my husband through plenty of fish um, at the time, uh, I was hanging out with some friends and they were very good friends of mine. They were like 10 years younger than me, you know, 70. I'm like, who are they going to bring to the table for me? Like, and then the friends are my age. They were already married and established and kids. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, all right. So I met him and I remember, um, and I had already had my daughter. She was just turning three and I invited him over to my house by myself me and my daughter and i'm thinking what the fuck am i doing like but i'm like okay but i did talk to him for a very long time on the phone and it was very baby steps it wasn't like oh i met him come on over you know um i went through his facebook with you know very like a tooth and comb just you know oh you have a saw and just everything putting it together googling and i'm like because he's a pilot like okay like are you really a pilot so I researched him on Facebook and all this stuff. and But I remember having him come over and I'm like, oh, my God, if my dad and my mom knew that I had him over. My daughter is here sleeping in the next room. And I'm just like, hey, hi, it's been two months. Finally get to meet you. Come on in, you know.
2: Well, we look back at those and we think.
1: I got lucky. I yeah, mean, here it is. It's like yeah. 10 years later now yeah, we're married, right, you know, right. but I'm just like.
2: No, but it's good. It's it's good that you recognize that and you're sharing that. And then at the same time, um, you know, it's it's something that we can we can share. And,
1: and but I stalked him hard before I went yeah, over. Right. So, <laughs> like, not, I mean, he was from Waterford and I was living in Taylor at the time. So we had that hour between us. But, yeah, I went and Googled and looked and checked Facebook and Instagram and all of it to make sure, like, it was, yeah. 100% legit to who he's saying he is like yeah it's uh you gotta, it's be there. There. you gotta be careful and just be I don't know group settings don't go anywhere by yourself pay attention you know and I think
0: always too because I feel like everyone's more on guard when they're like out at a bar or something or it's nighttime or whatever but it can happen broad daylight like anywhere and I it's just a store
1: targeting putting your kid your baby in their car seat that's a target because mm-hmm. why you're hunched over you're buckling them up yeah and you're not looking around no more
0: mm-hmm.
1: same thing you know with groceries and all this it's just yeah yeah um me and her joke me and k joke we watched have you ever seen urban legends i have not okay it's a 1998 movie you guys should go back to watch it's like a horror thriller movie in the 90s so it's not like you know blood and guts but it's all on urban legends and there's a scene in there which um we did cover this on the podcast you can go back and listen to that too but uh we uh there's a scene in it where the girl she gets into the gas station and uh goes to pump gas or whatever she does um but there's a guy in her back seat and someone's trying to let her know this is a whole movie you'll have to watch it and listen to it but my thing is after that movie 100 percent every time whether it's a client's house or leaving a movie theater or anywhere that I'm by myself, I always check the back seat before yeah. I get into my car. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, yeah,
3: I always do. I do something. I'm
2: Especially so scared my, one
3: day I'm going to be I, driving yeah. down the road and I look at my rear view and someone's sitting there. That, that scares me. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's I exactly. always
1: do just but, yeah. a quick, just a quick check in the back seat mm-hmm. as I'm unlocking my door. Like,
0: I've even seen some cases where someone will hide underneath someone's car and they walk up to their car like, the person, to get in, and they grab their ankles from, like, underneath the car mm-hmm. and, like, attack them from that way. So, it's just, so like... spend
1: 20 minutes searching your yeah, on the outside before so. you get in. <laughs> Look
0: underneath, on top. Oh, yeah. Scary, I had just seen um, a TikTok, too, where a girl was driving, and she said she got home, and she kept getting all these notifications saying, like, you're locations being tracked and it showed i don't know how it showed her this um but it showed her like the last time someone viewed where she was and like how it showed like her driving from one place to another and she like didn't know where this tracking device was on if it was on her car it was like on her phone she had no idea um so it's just crazy like the amount of things people come up with just to like Mm Follow people, and right? And they work yeah. in
2: teams, and that's what's mm-hmm. so scary too. You know, like when back in I remember when I was a teenager, there were um, we were at stoplights that or stop signs. You know, you'd have to be cautious of somebody kind of trapping you in, somebody just waiting there, and then when you came up, the other person behind you would hit you, and then when you got out, that's when they come. In. They come from both sides, you know, in front of you and behind you. So it's just you just. Intuition, You know, um, if something's not right, it, even yeah. if you can sit, you can drive off, you can, um, or, or just wait until the police come. You, you don't have to roll down your window and get out of your car. And I even set my settings to where when you, sometimes in cars, when you um, put your car in park, your doors automatically yeah. unlock. Why well, uh-huh. I put it to where they don't. I have to take out my key, and that's when they come, or they, they um, unlock. Mm-hmm. Just because when I put it in park, I don't want somebody to be able to open my door. So, it's just little things like that that I just kind of... No, that's
1: yeah,
0: that's
1: good. Use that. Um, yeah. Or like the profession. flyers on the windshield, the put flyers on your windshield mm-hmm. so when yes. you get out. You and have that's to so
3: common, too, yes. like around campus. So it's like,
1: you know, if you can see, drive off before you take it off, I guess, as dangerous as that sounds, but at yeah. the same time. I've even
0: heard them putting some yeah. sort of chemical on, like, whether it's flyers or like um, like business cards that people pass out, and then it can make you, like, pass out because of whatever chemical is on it. Um, like
3: Wolf's pain or
2: whatever. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to the extremes that people go to I guess it's just
3: you know the, the the whole stereotypical of you know oh like they target the weak link or like the shy person or whatever and it was like because I had never gone through something like that or someone that I know very close had gone something through like that it was just kind of like overlooked you know what I mean because it wasn't affecting me it wasn't affecting somebody that I knew and to know like no matter how high my social status is it does not matter if they you know they have it out you're you're gonna get it Mm -hmm. and it's it's a scary thing it's something that you know people definitely try to prevent and it shouldn't be happening but uh the same time it happens every day and it doesn't really matter who you are or who you know I mean there's hundreds of cases of people that you know they target you because you are well known you know what I mean it doesn't matter um but that definitely was a huge takeaway for me personally and just a whole mind shift on the topic as a whole that it, it doesn't matter you everyone is at risk and there should be way more preventatives than there are and it's it's, it's a scary world out there
2: but yeah, I think sure. that's what it sums mm-hmm. up to what you just said. You know, it's exactly um, perfectly said, and I can't thank Crystal and Lori enough for bringing um, light to this, mm-hmm. to this topic, and to share the story and share um, and yourself, Madison, to share the story and and uh, to make people aware. Because I think that's what it boils down to: is just knowing that there is help and using your voice, reaching out. And that you're not alone. And uh, that, you know, anybody can be subject to it at any time, any place. And, uh,
1: yeah, it's... And we will post the numbers on our social media, so the numbers can be seen if Mm -hmm. you need them. Um, But, yeah, it's it's bittersweet. I'm sorry that it happened to Madison, but I am happy that maybe you got to be like, oh my gosh, you know, it was like a little bit of a wake up call. Oh, not saying that you needed it. I don't know right. exactly, you know, your lifestyle, but if that's what you needed to kind of shake you a little bit, then 100%. it was a blessing in disguise. It, exactly. I guess. It's
3: like, it's not, it's not something that I would necessarily, oh, I'm glad that this <laughs> happened, but right. it, it happened in due time. And honestly, like I said, it, couldn't have happened better just with the situation the location the people that I was with everything it could have been 10 times worse um but with what had happened and how it played out I'm very thankful and um yeah no huge takeaway huge eye-opener
1: I'm glad you had friends that were with you that took it serious yeah and hopefully they'll learn from it as Mm -hmm. well that yeah we don't go to the bar unless we're in a group we stay together and like your mom said go to the bathroom together, mm-hmm. order a drink together, you know, like right. just, you know, stay in.
2: It's not so much about watching each other's purse, it's about
1: watching yeah. each other's drink. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's a big thing, like when yeah. we used to go dance, if I left my drink on the table, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to order a new yeah. one mm-hmm. and yeah. go to the bar and get a new True. one. True. Like, it's not worth it. You know, a little, well, I don't know if they're in Florida, but here in Michigan, little $3 drinks. Yeah, you know, no, it's
3: like, it's you so, know. it's in, it, it is a whole different world. Yeah. And I mean, I never experienced it up here. I wasn't here full time like I was. Even when I would come here to visit, we weren't going out. You know, this was like my breath of fresh air, like, oh, I get to be at home. I don't have to go out. Um, Where down there, it's go, 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 go. It does not matter. A restaurant, a bar, a club, anything, it is different. The people are different. how everything is just set up it's it's insane and like I'm so thankful though too the fast lifestyle that I have lived growing up I mean you have connections you have those ins and outs so you know how it works you know I'm not saying oh yeah I know everything but I have a very good idea and my own personality and the way I was raised and you know being a go-getter and being out there and I like to be social I like learning those kinds of things, but, like, seeing these tactics, like, in play and knowing that I was on the receiving end of it was, like, whoa, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it was, it was a hard pill to swallow for sure, but I'm glad, I'm, I, I'm glad that I, that it, it happened, I'm glad that I was able to experience it as bittersweet as that is, but, Um, No, I
2: think with any experience, once the humility, once the recovery takes place and the humility... Then it's like... Then it's uh, like, okay, now it's time to use your voice, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I'm hoping is that, you know, when you go back to this establishment, at least let the the
3: staff know, right. hey,
2: back in May, let me tell you what happened to me. Right, and being you know, thankful that I have
3: those connections with those people. Right. It's not just yeah. some random girl here. going up to a random bartender to say, hey, like, just want to let you know.
0: Because they actually know you. Exactly, and right. And it. It, yeah. yeah,
3: you know, it's not like, I mean, the few people that I did, like, come clean with and I was like, hey, they were like, what? Tell me who right now. Like, it will be handled. You know what I mean? It wasn't it was not taken lightly, and to know, like, if I were to shed more light on the subject, specifically with what happened to me, it would be out there, and I'm way more, like, okay with that now than I was before, because not only was I dealing with that, but it was, like, so much that was going on in my life, it was, like, that was, like, the little push that I needed to really reel everything back in that was important. Um, So, yeah, no, I definitely think that something like this... It, it can go unsaid, but it doesn't have to stay at bay forever, you know what I mean? It can always be brought up. It can always be a topic of conversation, and it, it, honestly, it is. It's like, you know, hey, do you want to go to such and such bar? And I'm like, mm, you know, I don't know. You know, it is, they. The, you know, the people that know, they know, and, and they know, like, what Matt, Maddie was effective, really? Like, that's, I wouldn't have thought that. You know, everyone knows or Why would you target someone that you know is going to get out? You know, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, it wasn't really strategically planned on who they were. Who they targeted, but it it happened. And well, I think
2: too, and I can relate to you know your social status and the embarrassment and and everything that goes into it. But let's just stop and think about even was it Weinstein that we were talking about earlier? Yeah. um When even that came out and he was exposed. Epstein or you Epstein? Know, Weinstein. It yeah. was. Both of them. It was, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> both of them. But, I, it, I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow that really hit me because when she came forward, and she didn't, maybe she did come forward right away, and I think, I think if I remember correctly, she just told Brad, because Brad Pitt was her boyfriend at the time, and Brad made it very, went to him, and was like, hey, you ever approach my girlfriend again? Or, I, I forget, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but, um, but it was her that came out that I thought, wow, with both of her parents being celebrities, her being who she is, the status of where she is, I I can't even believe that it happened to her. And so, you know, and that's where I think sometimes that somebody like yourself, Madison, you know, I think that that's where the exposure, that really hits home and it's just a, a huge ripple effect. right? Because it just shows that It's not always the weak link, Mm -mm, you know, and it is that one person, and that's why it's so important that we do use our voice, because that's where, where the reality of, oh, it could happen to me.
3: Right.
1: It's not just... um, Yeah, because all of us, a lot of people crumbled. Kesha came out with her, Mm -hmm. and then Kevin Spacey got in trouble with... What was it, another guy or... Uh, I think it was a younger... A younger boy. Yeah, Corey yeah. Ham, I believe. And yeah. then, like, that, um... What's that makeup guy now? James, James Charles. Charles. Oh. Using some heat. De- yeah. So people... The more people talk about it, I think the more people will speak up. I think people are starting to not be... Because it's more accepted you and know, people feel more
0: comfortable to come yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it
1: sucks. It and then you get people like Bill Cosby who's now walking all around right. free. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. and it just, like, has. you know, it gets me mad. But, I mean, and now, right now, like... Look, you know, Britney Spears, she's finally free. She's, you know, so, so much. It's just, yeah, hopefully people will keep using their voice.
2: And with the Bill Cosby, you know, just for for all the victims there, it doesn't, I mean, yes, we all wish he wasn't walking the street and he wasn't free right now. But um, it doesn't diminish his victim's
0: experience Mm or
2: the ability or the courage that they had to use their voice. Yeah. And somewhere, somehow we have to, we have to, um, come to terms with that and accept that and know, and just constantly keep them in our thoughts and our prayers, you know, as far as just that they continue to get the love and the comfort and know that their voice does is heard and that it, it is counting in some way other than his freedom right of course you know it it is it did play a a big role on um just the healing aspect of it
0: yeah definitely i mean because yeah i can't imagine how they feel but for them to be courageous enough to even speak up is like yes you know they deserve all the credit in the world for that right i think that's the
1: hardest part is Mm -hmm. speaking up once you start telling it I think, you know, it gets a little easier. I think it's just getting the courage to talk.
2: I mean, is he wa- is he walking free? Yes he is, but is he really free? Right. Everyone and, knows know, what he right, did. everyone knows in yeah. the three of us and I'm not I'm gonna exclude Madison just because I don't think she's aware of it, but we all we three know. And so how many other people are out there? And mm-hmm. just so the support that we can give them energetically and the love and comfort we can give them energetically I think is really is huge and you know it's um i mean it's just one of those things that i think um you know i i i do i keep i keep people um in my prayers because it's it's situations like that that you feel that your voice wasn't heard right when people like that you know or even like the o j you know case i'm fascinated with that stuff <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> no, it's funny what they know. like
3: i think the most common like thing we can say is like oh yeah when i came home i was like oh yeah like 10 more minutes of disney channel i was like no i want to watch another episode of dog the bounty hunter and i was like i don't know 11
0: like i didn't care
3: i loved it i still do (laughs) yeah ted bundy
2: yeah yeah, i mean he she was always fascinated with that well we
1: always joke like i you put halloween on and i'm like sleeping with one eye open (laughs) but you put the id channel and i'm like okay yeah, yeah, and get all it's cozy like and a, it's thing, like nothing know. like getting all comfortable you know like right. Keith Morrison putting me to sleep you know or the anything on the ID channel like I can take an afternoon nap with the ID channel playing just great right you know? exactly now I will say though the day after all this with my daughter I did go to work I'm like you know what not today it's stomach was nauseous and yeah, just like that on high alert so Which I was does. like today might not be a day I might take one day off and I, I needed I needed to laugh, so I put Dax Shepard on. But um, for the most part, yeah, we always joke that the ID channel can calm us down. Right? <laughs> we can't watch Halloween, zone. but we can watch, you know, Right OJ exactly. story and go to mm-hmm. sleep, yeah. So, but thank you guys so much oh for God, coming. Thanks nice for having us. us. And if anything else happens, if you, you know, whatever you proceed to do with it, um, please come back and share it with us yeah, or email to... us and we can read it however you want to do okay, it, yeah. but please keep us updated and let us know. And we are thankful that it didn't turn out as bad as it could have yes, thank you. and that you, uh, you did play it smart.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And thank you too, like both of you for sharing your stories because it just goes out and helps other people and I, just raises awareness. I we'll hope all. so. And
1: we will all go to bed praying tonight uh, that, you know, to our, uh, better people and pray to our angels and I don't know all I can do is pray that this whoever it is loses our address or just forgets about her you know okay not gonna work she's surrounded by security move on you know
2: (laughs) well you have a security system around your house and you know you have the protection of awareness and so um yeah. yeah
1: nothing like happening in front of you makes you like she said the wake up call of it Definitely now, you know, anytime she goes into the bar, she's probably looking around a double take more than she used to before. You know, when I'm leaving out my front door, I'm, you know, doing a double take as I'm walking to my driveway more than i probably would before, you know. So it definitely, uh, it shakes you. Raises the awareness. Absolutely. So, all right, well, um, we are going to, uh,
0: log out for the day yes thank you guys for listening and thank you guys so much for coming on come back thanks for having me (laughs) all right thank you uh, thank
1: you guys for listening out there if you're still here and it was a little bit of a longer episode but trust me it was worth it very important so all right we have to go stay creepy bye Bye.